Hey, this is Jay Whitaker of the Geek Show Podcast. You are now listening to Old Ute Radio. Tune in now, because it's about to go down. Listening to KU Radio's only podcast, OU Radio. And it hurts so good. Welcome back to Fat Guy Radio. Thanks, Seth. How are you, Patrick Ramirez? I'm good, man. How you doing? That Seth uh, Barb stings you. Oh, it's unrelenting. You think a tall guy that's going to die at 60 because his heart blows up would be more kind <laughs> to the fat guy. Yeah, you guys butt heads. You made it through <laughs> it, though. Every time he comes in studio... Just fat jokes. And it's like, I'm not morbidly obese, you know? No, you're not that big a guy. No, I got beer weight. You know, if you can't, if you can't handle beer weight, screw you. That's right. That's right, yeah. He's, uh... Jacob Lee's nodding in agreement. Yeah! How are you, good friend? I'm so good! So good to be here! Nice. I remember your co-host being a little cuter, now she's a guy. <laughs> Weird. Give it time. I know, right? <laughs> Pass me some of that beer, I'll get better. I sure miss Rebecca and her short shorts and tight oh. tops. Do we have any uh, Rebecca status update? How's she doing? We're friends on Facebook. I think she's doing probably fantastic. Her her boyfriend's making money hand over fist, so. Wow. That sounded dirty. You <laughs> <laughs> said keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> so, or throwing dirty stuff out. <laughs> So how's comedy going, Jacob? It's going so well, I think. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's going, it's good. I think it's going good. Did you, uh, you got a show stay. coming up, right? I do, December 4th, Wise Guys West Valley City. Woo woo, $10. Nice. Cheap. $10. Who else $10. is on that show? What's up? Uh, Patrick Ramirez is not, so you guys can come. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think I just got, so far, seats. so far <laughs> I think I got Jay Whitaker hosting, um, I got a few ideas for a couple other people. I was actually going to ask Patrick off the air, but uh, let's make it on the air. Let's make it on the air. <laughs> Patrick, would you like to do a set at my show? I would love to. Oh but my I'm busy gosh, he's that busy night. crocheting his mom's <laughs> doilies. I'm busy crocheting my mom's bras. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a community, man. That's what we do in our family. Holidays are coming up. You just like to touch your mom's bras. I get it. I get it. Smell the panties. The whole thing. I like to make them and touch them. <laughs> We're a pretty close family. I can tell. Turns out. <laughs> just how I was raised. Now I love to do a set on your show. You oh, always have good, good shows. I, I hope, man. I'm, I'm trying to plug the heck out of this one. 
I've been all over Facebook. I've, I've posted on every one of my friends' wall. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. hey, show. You, you come. Uh, you have done a good job of uh, towing that borderline of annoying promoter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I remember that one time you were promoting something, and all you did was comment on everybody's statuses. Yeah. That was, your I think dates that, of your show. I think that was rude. Yeah. <laughs> That was a little rude. I that think, one, but I think, I think posting on the on somebody's wall though, like, hey, this is my flyer, this is my show. It's like it's an invite, like saying, hey, I hope you can make it. And if people take that as being annoying, like, oh, he's trying to promote his show on my wall, you're just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm just saying, hey, what's up? You could ignore it, you could delete it, or you could delete me because you're a moron. <laughs> I, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think you probably lost a few friends that way. But oh, hey, you man, know, I don't need the strong them. stick around. I don't need them. That's right. I when's need real the, uh, <laughs> I need real when's the uh, first time you ever headlined? Uh, oh, I don't know, man. The first show I ever did at Wise Guys was uh, it was like a it was like a Jacob Lee and Friends. So it was like yeah, it was like a bunch of guys that used to do comedy, and then they, I don't think they do it anymore. How long ago was that? Uh, five years ago. Oh wow! So then I, I think, it was long ago. yeah, and then I think the first time I headlined was probably, I was, so that was probably within my first six months I did that, and then I probably headlined within the first year, almost before my year. Oh really? Yeah, it was probably. Because I saw you do a headline show, a couple years back that you packed out the place. Where at? At Trolley, Trolley. Trolley, Square yeah. I sold that one out. They said, but and then. Then, then they said that I was two people short. I'm like, well, 14 people just got <laughs> turned away, so I'm going to take it. It's being sold out. Yeah, you got a good turnout for that. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. How concerned do you get about your the guys in front of you on your show doing well? And can you critique them as a headliner afterwards? Like, hey, uh, you didn't put enough energy into this? or You know, I'm not, I'm not really like that because I don't really consider myself a headliner. Like, I, I just – I do, I do it – I don't know. Like, I don't think – I feel like I'm that strong enough to be like, yeah, I'm a headliner. Like sure. I don't, I don't travel around. I don't headline. I don't get paid for it all the time. I do it mostly to to make sure that I I'm not scared to do the time, and I also do it as like a what should I get rid of? What should I keep? And mm-hmm. to like keep you know like a fan base here still strong, you know, because nobody ever wants to come out and see me do like five ten minutes on a show. A lot of people ask me, they're like, "Hey, when are you gonna go? You know, when are you gonna headline? I'll, I'll come to that. I'll come to that." And I'm like, "Well, I don't really do it a lot mm-hmm. because you know I don't know if I can always bring those numbers. So I always do it just you know around like you know once a year. I'm are doing it. This is gonna be my second time this year because I want to buy my son something cool for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Nice. Are you yeah. being modest or is this the truth? Because I've seen you, I haven't seen you headline, but I've seen you several times in between, and you kill it, but yeah. you always come off as a very modest and humble comic. I th- that's just, that's really yeah. how I am. Like, I don't know, a lot of people think I'm a <laughs> which I am, but I don't like... <laughs> I told like, Sasha you were a yeah, you came in. no, I'm totally a <laughs> but it's like, it's like a good-hearted <laughs> you know? A soft-hearted <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, just, I think like, we have a new flyer, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but but really, I don't, I don't think I really don't think I'm a headliner. Like I barely I barely like call myself a comedian because I feel like I haven't <laughs> earned it yet. Like a lot of these like guys that come to open mic and they do like two shows and they're like I'm a comic. I'm like no no you're not. Right. Sorry. Like my page. Like my page. You ever see uh, the guy do the? Uh, you and I have seen this. We see the guy do a couple open mics and then you get an invite to like his comedy it, fan page or to like events <laughs> like open mic that we've been going to for five years or more. <laughs> you should come check out this open mic. Oh really? That's uh, where I started. I've been doing this the whole time. Like thanks for the input. It's 
It's would, a weird thing when people start out versus people a few years. Now. But you know, I, I bet you I did the same thing. Like I remember. Did you? Yeah, I remember. What like, were you like as a first year open micer? I remember my first joke. Well, one of my first jokes. I remember talking about, dude. Everybody's done that about being on stage and how they compare it to sex. Because it's just that, that awkward. Yeah, of course mm-hmm. I did that. Or, uh, like, I never talked about the lights. A lot of people talk about the lights. Yeah. Which it just, but, like, you've been around it for so long. Like, you've been doing it, like, what, how long? Just, like, three, four years. Four years? Yeah. Yeah. So you've been been there just with me. But it's like, we always know, like, when the new guy's going to say something stupid. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Check out, I got something on the table. So Jacob's talking yelling at people outside the studio now. I got flyers on the tables outside if you guys want to come grab them. not aware of uh, the physics of soundproof booths, it, Yeah. I'm, <laughs> well, I was hoping they would look because I was pointing. Like, I got it, but I, I felt like I had to still talk. But I forgot what I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> mic. Just talking about your first Oh, my first Oh, my first year at open mics uh, were probably really horrible. I, a lot of one-liners. That's just how I was going to say, your style that's is... how I learned how to write was one-liners. Yeah, your style is, is a lot of one-liners, a lot of setup, punchline right after it. Is yeah. that a conscious thing, or is that well, just how you operate? How I started was one-liners. So I just do the one-liner thing because it just it made sense to me. Like, I, I, I didn't feel like I was... Uh, strong enough to carry like a longer joke you like i wasn't the guy that's like i gotta tell the stories because the stories are funny i was like just do something like like you know a smart aleck did mitch hedberg inspire you or no not really actually Uh who were your influences because you don't see a lot of one-liner guys like it's really i would think it'd be the reverse where it's more difficult there's a uh oh man i just drew a blank uh uh, Mitch Hedberg, Anthony Jedlinick, <laughs> somewhat of a one-liner. Uh, now I can't think of his Stephen name. Wright. Oh, Stephen Wright. There we go. Yeah, the he's probably like the one-liner. most known one-liner, but yeah, a little bit with the Jessel neck. Yeah, his is still like a so. setup punch, though. Yeah, you know, a his, lot of that. Does have a little bit of a. But it's linger. close. To, still close to a one-liner. Yeah, but yeah, those? I don't know. I just think I started with the one-liners just because I was just like a smartass. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, somebody could say something that I could just have a jab back. So that's like how I knew how to be funny. So and then it like grew into like where I was like, well, I want to tell like kind of like a story, but not like a long story. But then that's how I started doing like a setup, a punchline, a mm-hmm. premise, uh, you know, like so I'm like growing into that. And then now I just like I, I still want to do that. But then I, I just want to share like like just be more of myself on stage, which I feel like I am a lot of myself on stage, but I want to be more of myself on stage and just tell like, like not be scared to tell a story that's not funny. Like, I don't right. care, like, but I could somehow still make it funny. Gotcha, but, yeah. Is what's your process in writing the one-liners? Cause that's heavy, like sit down with the page. But that's the thing sort of though, thing, I, don't, don't I, I don't sit down and write with like an empty page. How like, do you do it? Well, See, what I experienced is, like, I when I first started, I would sit down and I would just rack my brain trying to find stuff. And I'd watch movies and I'd think of stuff. And, you know, so that's the way I used to write. But then now it's, like, like I, I'd rather go do things and, like, have a life to comment on. Oh, you know, okay. like, I've heard, like, a lot of comics, like, talk about that when I was, like, like first started. Like, it was, like, live a life worth commenting about. You know, I see. So it's like stuff like that. Like, I'm not afraid to, like, go do something that's like out of my comfort zone because you never know what's going to happen. In hopes of having something to react to. Yeah. And plus, like, I'm a I, you know, I don't do comedy for a living. I actually have a day job, which sucks, but (laughs) it's cool. But like, I'm a delivery driver, so I get drive around and see all kinds of like weird, crazy stuff. So it's just like what I see. Have you seen some crazy stuff stuff down? Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. 
I wrote a stupid joke about a bunch of birds because I drive all day. It's <laughs> 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 like a bunch of birds flying in a flock, but they weren't going anywhere. <laughs> They're just sitting in the same spot. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? You want to typecast yourself. People are like, there's that Jacob Lee guy. He does that bird material. Yeah, he does that bird joke, and then he, he writes a new cat joke every week. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel comfortable doing commentary on social what's going on in society such as Ferguson or no I don't talk I don't stay like current like with current events Kay. I don't at all because I see so many comics do it and it, it's like it, it's funny you know and I could comment on it and I could and I could just be part of it too uh -huh. I guess but I really I don't feel like that's my voice is to comment on what other people are doing like I kind of like like my comedy is all about like this is what I saw this is what I think this is stupid stuff I made up like I'm not like did you hear about those Kardashians lately? <laughs> well, let's talk this? about it. Did you hear about this, everybody? Like, it's great. There's guys that can do it. Like, Patrick's yeah. great at it. Like, but I just, I just feel like that's not like my style or like where my writing, where I want my writing to go. Well, somebody told me this as a comic. They said you're never going to be unoriginal if you keep it about you. Yeah. You know, if you write, nobody about can yourself, steal no you. No one's going to do your. Yeah. Nobody thing. can steal Whereas, you. Whereas, like me, I write, you know, a couple current event jokes and say I'm going on late that night. That joke's been done over 18 yeah. times before it gets to me. Exactly. Not to anybody's fault, but it's just the nature of the of business. Our, uh, yeah, just we're all fishing from the same pool. Yeah, man. Everybody sees the same thing, but everybody right. can just look at it different and comment it different. Yeah, even if oh, you have a new angle on it, the subject matter has been yeah. it's been broached. You like know? how many homeless jokes are there? And I still have one. Like, you know, it's, right. just, <laughs> it's just everybody deals with the same thing because we all live in the same world. You know, exactly. It's yeah. just you got to figure out what you're going to talk about. And I just feel like with current events, I just don't want to compete with all the different people. And plus, I don't really care to read the news. Or yeah, if you don't have an like, I don't in care. It, I just like I don't care. Like, I like if I had to pick up a newspaper and read it just to write a joke, I'd be like, ugh, right. I'm not gonna do this. The uh, you said your work. Yeah, that's trying. right. I just murdered this pig. I ripped Jacob's its ear destroying off. Destroying the furniture in the studio. <laughs> you said you were working towards like making your comedy more like introspective about yourself, more like, long form. Yeah, what do you mean just, by that? What are you looking to sort of? dig out of the material out of yourself like i have an idea of like uh things that i want to do mm -hmm. like i'll sit there and i'll think of jokes that i've done before and jokes that i want to write and then i think of these ideas and like these different styles of jokes that i've never done before and it sounds funny in my head and then when i tell it to people they're like yeah that could be funny but then i'm like but i'm not there yet like mm -hmm. i just feel like i'm not like as comfortable as i am with myself and my comedy on stage like i i feel like i'm comfortable and i like what i'm doing but i just think you know it's you the longer you do it the more that you put into it the better you're gonna get so yeah, it's just like it's a big one so it's just like you know it's to the like i don't want to say like oh screw if that joke's not funny like i want all my stuff to be funny i want it to all be humorous i want people to click and you know everybody to like it i don't you know i'm not trying to say stuff to push people away even though i talk about like some probably stuff that people don't like to hear but no, I think you have a definite angle. <coughs> but, like, you, you know. Stand up. Because I always got to think of the future and where I want to go, what I want to be. You when know, you so I'm just kind of like, I got this idea. I don't really know what it is yet, but I'm kind of, like, working towards it. Okay. You know? It's a process. Yeah, it is a process. It takes a long time. Your uh, process of going, I'm always curious about this with comics. When you go on stage and you say, all right, I got some new jokes. Do you you write it out? You know what you're gonna say. Do you have three or four ideas up there, and in, in hopes of creating on stage? 
How do you go from depend depends on the week and actually because I I'll write a lot of stuff and I'll like I write it down on my phone if I think of something funny that's usually where it starts starts from the phone and then it goes to the paper and then if I don't like the way it is on paper then I rewrite it on paper until I like it or until I think it's funny on stage uh, I've developed like well I started doing like a, a newer like form than like a new method I guess. From the like how I used to do it when it was at uh, Wise Guys Trolley Square, because there I used to go up just with like a notepad and then I remember I, the notepad. I would read, I'd yeah. read the, you know, I'd be like, okay, this is how the joke and this is what makes the joke funny. Uh, I gotta say it word for word, but you know, relay it like I'm not saying it word for word. And like that's how I would know if like jokes are good. But then now it's like I can write the joke down, and then I put it on like a little like little like business card type thing, and I just do the keywords, and then I know how the joke goes in my head. But I want it to come out naturally so I can write it on paper and I can have it in my head. And then when I put it when I put it on the stage and I just say it, it'll come out with how I talk and how my brain actually functions. Mm -hmm. So it comes off really natural that way. So that's like the new way that I, I started telling new jokes like just because i used to get like super scared like if it was like if like the place like packs out mm -hmm. and i'm like oh my god open mic it's packed out it's like i, I want to do well i want to do really well so let's just do old jokes but then now it's right. like if it's packed out really well it's like well i can do some older i can do some older jokes but then i can still throw in new ones so it's just like just developing and just changed yeah it's just it's like i don't know i think the like i love that it's in west valley because it's a bigger club and like it'd be cool to see like open mics like sell out that'd be amazing especially for like guys that are just starting and stuff like that mm -hmm. to see what it'd actually be like to be in front of like 300 people you know that'd be cool that would be weird that, yeah. that'd be so cool because like because when it when it was a trolley man like it what that holds like a time that, to time yeah it would sell out like every now especially around like this time you know like when I it's getting colder that. all the college kids would come in just like hang out five bucks whatever are you excited for the new wise guys club downtown yeah <laughs> <laughs> i hit you in the face huh you got me in the ear yeah <laughs> I yeah I am excited. I've heard some good stuff about it. I'm uh, I'm pretty stoked to see. I hope it becomes like a new hangout too. Yeah, me too. Because that's what I'm like worried about that it's not going to be like a, like, a warm welcoming hangout club. Because it's still you know like I heard it's like a restaurant and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But I it's just we don't really know a lot about it yet, so we're just I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited though just to hang out and actually perform there. That's like I'm really excited to see it. So cool, so cool oh, for downtown. So cool for downtown. To go back to what you were talking about just a second ago, was it easy for you to work with Ari Shafir and Andy Gold and Natasha? Because that sounds like a really good show in my head. Do you get nervous doing something like that? Because I assume it was sold out, and you're working with really great, talented comedians. I don't know if they were sold out. Well, I, yeah, I think I like I think say. a couple of them were sold out. Uh -huh. No, I. I don't think I get nervous about shows like that. Like I get nervous, like I want to do good, and then I, you know, and I just sit there and tell myself, like I, like you better do good, like you got to do good, mm -hmm. like you don't, you're, you're not gonna want to bomb here, you know. And right. It's just, I don't know, it's just like a pregame kind of thing in my head, because like if it's a smaller crowd, I usually don't give a crap, and then I'm like, like more open with ideas and playing around, which will make the show better. But then if I put too much like nerves on myself about like this show's gonna suck or. Like I, I need to be good because this girl walked in and she looks like she wants to kiss my mouth. Like holy <laughs> crap, I gotta, gotta do good. You ever see the like group of people come in and you're like, oh, those jokes aren't gonna work for these people tonight. And I do that nervous, with a couple you people. Out. I do that with a couple people. Like I don't think it's like my jokes that I go to. I just look at them and and they look at me and I'm like, yeah, they're just not gonna like me. Like that's just <laughs> like just the way they looked at me. They're like, yeah, they're just not gonna like this guy. <laughs> 
So I want to go to break real quick because Patrick has his movie game again, and we really Ooh. need somebody to beat uh, Jason, Jason Harvey, Harvey. I think is in the. But league. you got to go five for five. Ooh. Like, cause what's he's, the game? We'll, we'll talk about it. Hey, we'll talk about it off the air, guys. Come on, yeah. we we'll need to waste <laughs> time. Right. You can't but, use uh, your iPhone. Geez. Where are you, at, uh, December fourth? If you'd give me that. December fourth. I'm at Wise Guys, West Valley City. It's at seven thirty or eight. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I think let's go at seven thirty because if it's at eight, then you're two right. shows, one show, just one show, okay. just one nighter, one show. It's ten bucks. Bring your friends, bring it's your friends. I don't sing on stage. All right, well let's play the subway commercial, then we'll play a song, and we'll be right back with the movie game. Patrick, where are you on Twitter? Jacob, where are you on Twitter? Ladies first, Patrick. <laughs> my Twitter. <laughs> Boy, thank you, sir. So polite. Uh, my Twitter's Patrick in my head. That's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> when I I'm say it uh, like that, it is. I'm just normal. Mine's uh, at Jacob Lee with a K. Someone had mine. Someone, had Someone has mine too, and I uh, and his name's not even Jacob. And I've t- <laughs> and I've tweeted at him. I'm like, why do you have this? And he's like, because this guy has mine. I'm like, so you guys stole my name? You guys that stole guy's my name. name was Patrick Ramirez, as Jeez, it turns out. Maybe Very ironic. It's a circle of life, man. <laughs> and uh, go follow KU Radio or OU Radio. So. We'll be right back after this. Thank you, everyone. Introducing the all-new 6-inch meal for $6 every day at Subway. Choose from turkey breast, tuna, black forest ham, meatball marinara, Italian BMT, or sweet onion chicken teriyaki. Then add your favorite chips and drink for only 6 bucks. This offer is valid at any Subway location. Utah students visit the Subway located just west of President Circle. Subway. Eat fresh. Hello. I'm local celebrity and heartthrob, the Jackie. I'm not as good looking in person, so when you see me, don't you dare look at me. Just let me talk in your ear. Join me as I talk about politics, the supernatural, and saving the economy through the knitting of many hats. Tune in to Camp Jackie with Jackson Banks Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Attendance is mandatory. <laughs> and we're back. This is All You Radio. I am Sasha Bloom with my co-host Patrick Ramirez and the great and funny Jacob Lee. How are you guys? Hi. I spit water everywhere. That's his intro now. That's my new intro. I just spit hey, water. When you, when you bring me up, tell every, make sure you tell everybody I spit water. I spit water everywhere. That's my, uh, that's my new opener. So yeah. I, I want to do a little bit of plug before we get into this movie game. Tell me to keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> if you, on Black Friday, you got shopping to do, go up to 2705 Parley's Way, Walmart, and go and look for a table outside between 8.30 to 4 p.m. and donate to find Kaylin. She was abducted or has run away. And it's not getting the media attention or citizenry's attention. Why are you looking at me? I didn't do it's it. It's needed. So <laughs> I didn't do it. Go do shopping. Go donate. Let's hope she comes back safe and is not having passed away. So, and uh, if you're looking for a hashtag on that, it's hashtag find Kaylin. K-A-Y-E-L-Y-N. So go make a donation to a family that's not going to have a good Thanksgiving. And with that out of the way... What are we doing movie-wise today, Patrick? Uh, you know, we've taken a break from the movie game the last few weeks, so we're back. We're back. We got Jacob Lee. Think he can yeah. handle this movie game? Yeah. Right now, Jason <laughs> Harvey. 
Forget the movie game. Think you can put a couple sentences together for us, buddy? <laughs> Here's a bib. A couple, couple of verbs followed by an adjective. No. Um, Jason Harvey, he's our leader in the clubhouse of five for five. And I know that uh, Christian Piper's coming in next week on the second. Ooh, I might think it's some You guys should make him rap, I'm telling you. All right. He has good, he's a good rapper. I'm reckoning. Yeah. He freestyles. All right. Maybe we can think of something with rap movies that have rap sort of things. Eight Mile. Just uh, eight, mile. Eight, mile. eight Mile. Is that the only rap? That's Don't the only rap drink. Movie, eight Kilometer for European fans. What is it? Don't drink juice in the hood in South Central or Don't something? Don't be a menace to South Central or drink your juice in the hood. Yeah. Then yeah. you could do a menace to society, boys Ooh. in the hood. Woo. Mm-hmm. CB40, mm-hmm. you could do. Mm-hmm. 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 I, like this. I like this. What's that one uh, that mm-hmm. has Jamie Kennedy in it that he's from Malibu? Malibu's Most Wanted. Yeah, that's a great movie. I saw it the other day. That's a good movie. It's funny. <laughs> I'm trying to think of lines from it now. What's the movie that they're up in a plane? Uh, Soul Plane. Soul Plane. You could do that one. Mm. Players Club, of course. How to be a player. Ooh, that's a good we one. We could play some uh, Friday. We could have Friday in there. Dude, Friday's a good one. Friday was a movie <laughs> in my high hot. school where everybody knew that movie verbatim front to back. Dude, that movie's so great. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> that's everywhere now. That is. It's a great movie. But today, I'm like, come uh, in the kitchen. You in the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> we don't have any milk. Use water. It won't hurt you. Better put some water on that sh- <laughs> <laughs> Language, sir. Shoot. <laughs> um, here's the movie theme today. Kay. Since we took a break for a few weeks, I kind of had it Halloween and Thanksgiving themed movies. They're not themes where the movie was set in and around those holidays, uh-huh. those events. So uh-huh. kind of a fall Ooh. sort of a movie game today. So the way the game goes, I'll give you two movies, go head to head. You got to try and guess <laughs> which movie has the higher Rotten Tomatoes score. So that means like it's the worst movie. Is that what that is? I don't know what Rotten Tomatoes is. Rotten Tomatoes is a, uh, God, that guy's a, jerk. A, a, a website that rates like movies. Like how bad the movie is. No, no, just how good it is on a percentage. So the more tomatoes, it's a good, it's a good movie. The less, it's a bad Correct. movie. Correct. That's right. Why do they call it Rotten Tomatoes? It should be like, everything sucks. Uh, I don't know why it's called I do know if the score is low enough for movie, it gets a little like logo of a tomato being smashed. Ah. And if it's a cert- like a good movie that's like over ninety five percent for X amount of weeks, it gets certified fresh tag, and it's got a, like a, it's a fresh tomato. It's a fresh language. Tomato. It's a fresh tomato. <laughs> language is a fresh tomato. <laughs> oh, Fred, no, we're good. <laughs> uh, how are you on movies? Are you a movie guy? I kind of you just named movie. like ten over here, but yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Don't get cocky. You got five I'm not. To go I'm just saying. You got five like, to go. Maybe I just know rap movies. I don't know. All right. You can't make a bunch of free throws and think you can slam dunk, Jake. <laughs> hey, I'm not tall enough for either. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the first matchup. Let's see what you think of this. All right. Okay. Halloween and Thanksgiving sort of uh, seasonal movies. Ed Wood versus E.T. Okay. You know these two movies? I'm going to play a clip from Ed Wood. Listen in here. Mr. Gossi, I know you're very busy, but um, can I have your autograph? Certainly. You know which movie of yours I love, Mr. Lugosi? The Invisible Ray. You were great as Karloff's sidekick. Karloff? Sidekick? F*** you! Karloff does not deserve to smell my That limey can rot in hell for all I care. What happened? How dare that bring up Karloff? 
You think it takes talent to play Frankenstein? It's all on makeup and then grunting. Bella, I agree 100%. Now, Dracula, that's a role that requires talent. Of course. Dracula requires presence. It, it's all in the eyes and the voice and the hand. That's right. That's right. You seem a little agitated. You want to go outside and get some air? I'm ready now. Roll the camera. So... <laughs> I've never seen that movie. Yeah, is that a famous movie? Because I saw that and I rolled my eyes, but then I started watching clips and I was like, oh, uh, yeah, it's really funny. Maybe it's just um, I clips. think it's a famous Johnny Depp movie. Okay. Um, I think that's a big one. So he's going up, this is going up against E.T. So here's the E.T. clip. Okay. I think we've all seen Oh, God! Elliot. 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 I taught him how to talk now. He can talk now. Look what he bought up here That's all what by himself. Elliot. What do you need this stuff for? Elliot. E.T., can you say that? Can you say E.T.? E.T. 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 Be good. Be good. I taught him that. Too. You should give him his dignity. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. That's what she said. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> He's got such a creepy voice. I used to have nightmares oh. from that movie when I was a kid. Yeah, if you just hear the audio like we just did there, that sounded kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, that was weird. Kinda... When's the last time you saw E.T.? Uh, probably a couple of years ago. Okay. Really? Yeah. Did it hold fresh? up? Fresh, yeah, I liked it. I saw it. Like I still liked it, and it does hold it. up. Yeah, it's I really I like cool. It. I haven't seen that other one though, so I, I would. I haven't seen that movie in forever. So, who do you think the critics enjoyed more, sir? I would say ET. Okay, so you like ET over there? Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's just what I would go with, but who knows? Okay, I'll go with ET. <laughs> Give me the scores. All right. Ed Wood has a 92 percent Rotten Tomatoes. ET has 98. So you oh! got that one. You're one for one. Nice. Ooh, good start. Ooh. What is the next one, sir? Okay, next Jacob matchup. Jacob back, and that's a swish. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that was a swish. I think that was a, like a 10-foot jumper. <laughs> that was a uh, scent jump. of a woman versus planes, trains, and automobiles. Mm. So these are two classic um, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. ones here. So let me play a scent of a woman clip for you. Wait a minute. What can you say? Who made him? God must have been a f-ing genius. Hair. They say the hair is everything. You know? What is that? That's Al Pacino. Have you ever buried your nose? Hair <laughs> curls. Just wanted to go to sleep forever. Or lips. And when they touched yours, were like that first swallow of wine after you just crossed the desert. <laughs> Hoo-ah. There it is. There it is. Big one. Hoo-ah. Little one. That was a tame one. Nipples staring Hoo-ah. right out at you, like secret searchlights. It's got to be a creepy guy to be naked with. <laughs> it's a creepy guy Legs. to be clothed with. Just stirring his drink. I don't care. Finger and you get if the Greek cars or secondhand Steinways. What's between them? Passport to heaven. <laughs> I need a drink. <laughs> I need a drink. Yes, Mr. Sims. 
There's only two syllables in this whole wide world worth hearing. And uh, that, yeah, I left that one out. I should, I probably yeah, I was going to say, people who know that movie know the next <laughs> line that comes after that. That was a very tame hoo Everybody overdoes the hoo It's true. You know? Frank Caliendo, man. It's his fault. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody does a, an Al Pacino hoo <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> That sounded like Christopher Walken doing. Sounds like Pacino. a Down syndrome hoo <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here's our uh, planes, trains, automobiles clip. Oh, I love this movie. I've never seen it. Oh, you got to really? see it. It's yeah. on Netflix. Netflix. Yep, you got to see it. It's perfect time to year for it. Oh, huh, oh, huh, huh. Look at this. Got to get the soundtrack. It's been a hell of a trip. <laughs> sure is. But uh, after all is said and done, you... You did get me home, and I really appreciate hey, it. Hey, next time, let's go first class, all right? <laughs> God, I hope there isn't a next time. Oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> I really do. This you? Yeah. It's been great meeting you, Neil. It really has. <laughs> Again, I'm sorry if I caused you any trouble. Oh, no, you didn't cause me any trouble. You got me home. And uh, a little late. A couple days. But uh, I'm a little wiser, to too. So. I wonder what Me Seth too. Tippett thinks about John Candy. Happy holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's fat, and Seth Tippett probably hates him. <laughs> Happy but he'll probably go, okay. who's John Candy? Maybe I'll get a chance to meet him one day. Okay. Uh, say hello to Marie for me. I feel like I know her. Yeah. So... And uh, you have a happy Thanksgiving. Hey, you know it. <laughs> so long. It seemed like a very creepy movie, just watching uh, line, you know, watching YouTube clips and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird movie in the sense you never hear anybody talk negative about that movie. It seems like everybody loves that movie. I do. Yeah. I like that movie. Yeah, it's really good. It's a good '80s movie. It's about friendship. They're taking a little trip. Things get crazy. What are you gonna do? Car catches fire. It still <laughs> works for some reason. <laughs> That's true. Forgot about the car catching fire. Yeah. He spends a lot of time in airports in his movies. With Home Alone, John Candy was an old airport thing. He's Trains, right, planes. Yeah. King Ralph. No, not King Ralph. King oh. Ralph, wrong guy. No, and, uh, what's the John one Goodman. he yeah. did with the European one? Oh, you're talking about, are you talking about Summer Vacation? He wasn't in an airport in that one, though. No. Hmm. I don't know. All right, well, you got two in there. They're pretty good. Is he the best uh, physical comedian, as they like to call those fat guys? John Candy? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, Chris Farley was really Chris good. Farley's I was going to say, yeah, Farley's probably a Farley was more known list. for it, yeah. For if, if it goes physical, it would be Farley. Sam Kennison, I guess you put in there. He's just loud. <laughs> He's very loud. He's just very loud. What, I uh, like Kennison. What do you think about this matchup? Sense of a woman? Um, I'm going to go with planes, trains, automobiles because I like it better. Just going purely off just of? Pur- purely off what I like. Al Pacino <laughs> won Academy Award with... Son yeah, it was good, but um, I'm probably wrong. See, I gotta go, son of a woman. Yeah, I'm I think go. Jason Harvey's safe now. Yeah, he's okay. yeah. You're fine, dude. Don't worry. <laughs> you're, what, you're sticking. Yeah, I'll stay with uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Okay, <laughs> give it the scores. Scent of a woman has 88 percent. Oh wow. Planes, trains, and automobiles has 94 percent. Two for two. Wow. wow. Go I me. failed. No <laughs> only guy, I'm winning. Mom! <laughs> That's the janitor, Jake. Come on. All right. We're off to a good start Sweet. here. Feeling good. Um, next matchup. This is going a little tougher. Donnie Darko mm. versus 
Mean Girls. Mm. These are two. I kind love of those both. Opposite movies. All right, here's our Donnie Darko. Can we play the one scene or the fighting. Caucus. Hmm. Well. At the dinner table. Yeah. Maybe when you have children of your own yeah. who need braces, and you can't afford them because half of your husband's paycheck goes to the federal government. You'll uh, regret that. My decision. husband's paycheck. <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyway, I'm not going to squeeze one out until I'm like 30. Will you still be working at the yarn barn? Because I hear that's a really great place to raise children. Brother and sister. That's really funny. Right. No, I think a year of partying's enough. She'll be going to Harvard next fall. Mom, I haven't even gotten in yet. Do you honestly think Michael Dukakis will provide for this country till you're ready to squeeze one out? Yeah, I do. Hmm. When can I squeeze one out? Not until eighth grade. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie Darko is the best like angsty teenager movie. He's so smart in it. So oh my gosh, so I haven't good. seen that either. Oh what? man, you gotta see it. It is. Who are freaky. you? Who are you? It's <laughs> probably on Netflix. It, I think you're right. I think it might be. At least I saw it. There. Oh man, I love Donnie Darko. That's a weird movie where you can watch it ten times and you have a different sort of interpretation of what's going on. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst thing. The worst thing about Donnie Darko, if you've seen it one time and someone's seen it five times, that person who's seen it five times is instantly annoying to you. Yeah. Because you're like, let me, huck, dude. I saw this. <laughs> no, it's just how, ugh. <laughs> all right, here's our Mean Girls one. Of all that is holy, would you look at Karen Smith's gym clothes? Of course, all the plastics are in the same gym class. Where are the plastics? They're teen royalty. If North Shore was Us Weekly, they would always be on the cover. That one there, that's Karen Smith. She is one of the dumbest girls you will ever meet. Damien sat next to her in English last year. She asked me how to spell orange. <laughs> that little one? That's Gretchen Wieners. She's totally rich because her dad invented toaster strudel. Gretchen Wieners knows everybody's business. She knows everything about everyone. That's why her hair is so big. It's full of secrets. Hey, hey, um, what's happening? And evil takes a human form in Regina George. I'll be fooled, because she may seem like your typical selfish, backstabbing, slut-faced hoe-bag, but in reality, she is so much more than that. She's the queen bee. Sounds a like star. a good lady. Those other two are just her little workers. The toaster show Regina like way George. hotter than Regina. How do I even begin to explain Regina George? Regina George is flawless. She has two Fendi purses and a silver Lexus. I hear her hair is insured for $10,000. I hear she does car commercials in Japan. Her favorite movie is Varsity Blues. One time she met John Stamos on a plane. And he told her she was pretty. One time she punched me in the face. It was awesome. There's a... <laughs> That's another weird movie, too, where it's the total fish out of water, and then she uh, infiltrates the gang. Yeah. And then learns something about herself. Oh. You know what the biggest All bummer about Mean Girls is? What? We get to see how far Lindsay Lohan has fallen. Right? She was at her utmost hotness, cuteness, everything in that movie. And then she just went to the she crap. Just, goes, ah, just fell apart. Fell apart. It was her dad. That's tough. That is a tough one. That's a tough one because I I love both those movies not equally, but depends on what mood I'm in. But uh, I think I would go with. I think I gotta go Donnie Darko. You like Donnie Darko in this matchup, huh? Diehard fan of the of the Darko. Okay. What about you, Sasha Bloom? You seen you? You haven't seen Darko. And I haven't seen the other one either. Okay. I'm gonna throw the rest of this pig at you. 
<laughs> you gotta, you gotta see this. You gotta see a couple of these. There's a few gems in here. I think the second one seems more fun because there's a bunch of hot girls in it. Yeah, and it's that's for really sure. Funny like it's almost Tina masturbatory material. That's Tina right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, what's his name? What's his name's in too? Uh, Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows is. Yeah, in he's like a. He's like a. He's like a tough guy, teacher or principal or something like that. <laughs> I don't think it was that tough. No, he's walking around with the bat and he's like, everyone to the gym now. And he's all tough. <laughs> I can't do tough black guys, sorry. Um, are you sticking with Darko on this one? Yeah. Keep Me the too. Scores. Donnie Darko has 85%. Oh, that means uh, um, Mean Girls has 83%. Wait, did I win? You got that one. <laughs> oh, 85 Yeah. That was way hard. Ooh, we we are, might have to have Jason and you in studio. We to are two away. Out. We are two away. It's going to get tough here. So oh, we got some, that one was tough. We're going to get some Thanksgiving bombs coming up here. Okay, next matchup, Grumpy Old Men Ooh. versus the Adam Sandler hit Big Daddy. Oh, <laughs> I love both those movies, too. Okay, here's Grumpy There's Old Men. There's a letter for you, Mr. Gustafson. Gustafson? I suggest you read it. Morning, kid. Hello, moron. <laughs> I love that. What are them. you, uh... It's an odd couple. Never mind, never yes. mind. Just forget so it. Good. Who's the guy yakking at your door? Just mind your own business, will you? Mind your own business, will you? Mind your own business. Why don't you tie your shoelace? You'll oh, fall on your up. stupid head. <laughs> having a heat wave here. We're having a heat wave. We're having a heat wave. A tropical heat wave. Somebody moving into the old clickner place. <laughs> I don't know anything to talk to old people. Gee, you picked up on that, Sherlock. Excuse me. <laughs> I wonder if you gentlemen could tell me uh, where I could find Mr. Gustafson. No, Gustafson, no, no, sorry. Mr. John Gustafson? That's right. Uh, oh, yeah. You mean the uh, low life? Ass wipe, egg sucker, John <laughs> Gustafson. Egg sucker. You Have you seen him? Egg sucker anymore. Man's crazy. Man's Loco. Crazy. Always hanging out around those kinky strip bars. You know the ones <laughs> where the men take, take their the clothes, clothes off? <laughs> <laughs> That's of course if he's taking his medication. So medication. Yes, without it, he could be anywhere, wandering around, talking to the trees. Believe me, this man is a menace. He's always drinking, starting fights. Isn't that right? I love it. Have you seen him? No. Sorry. I think <laughs> no. perhaps. Um, no, no, <laughs> no. It was a lot of Did setup to say no. <laughs> Would you give him this and tell him he must contact Mr. Yes. Snyder as yes. soon as possible? Uh -huh. Okay. Snyder. Snyder. Uh, that's me. It's important. Important. Yes, sir. We'll tell him when we see him. <laughs> all right, Grumpy Old Man. You've obviously seen this movie. Love that movie. We used oh. to watch it camping all the time. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. There's nothing nothing more of a weirder pitch to say like a studio. Like, I got it. Two old dudes try and nail a girl. <laughs> right? Like that they That's pretty much what it is, yeah. Yeah, and they just kind of talk trash. Well, it's better than naming it Wonder Years. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> the Cosby Show. <laughs> or, or the Golden Dudes. The Golden Dudes. <laughs> golden the Golden Bulls. Guys. <laughs> Are they the best comedy team that was there uh i believe so richard I, pryor was there with uh that's right Jamie. he'd be up there yeah hmm. I, I like these two they have good banter but they've been together for like ever too like the the odd couple 
Right. They, they were still old in that, but they were younger. <laughs> oh, we were if you old. haven't seen that, you should seriously go watch that. That movie is so freaking funny. Hmm. Holy crap. All right. Well, here's its uh, matchup, Big Daddy. So this was in the prime of Adam Sandler, Sandler right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is kind of like 90s Adam Sandler here. Oh, that's good. Hey, mister. Why are you sitting on the ground? This is where I live, little man. Hey, we got to get going, pal. Why? Well, in retrospect, I made some really bad choices after high school. Yeah, we, we got to get going, buddy. Why? Well, this was during the so-called disco era, but for me, it was more the uh, doing mushrooms era. <laughs> oh, okay, we're going to miss breakfast. Why? Never really thought about that, kid. I mean, I was never Mr. Popularity in high school. I watched, and, uh, I watched Fantasia a lot. And <laughs> one day it just clicked. Hey, Yappy, if you end the conversation, I'll get you an Egg McMuffin. How about a sausage McMuffin with hash browns? You got a deal. Look, look, he fell asleep. Hey, look, 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 he fell asleep. He fell asleep. Let's go. Hell <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. You're that really in tune with these hit. movies. I, that's like all the only thing I can remember. I have so many movies right. memorized, it's ridiculous. Nice. But so when I look at who's player. in it, I'm like, uh, what's his name? <laughs> I knew a kid in the sixth grade who could recite Home Alone front to back. I could do that too. That was. I just watched uh, Miss Doubtfire, and uh, I was getting back into doing a lot of lines from that. My finest moment, we went camp. Can I tell a little story about please, movies? Gosh. Uh, we went uh, camping right before winter hit, and uh, it was uh, my uh, friend Chelsea and her family took, like, the four-wheelers out and stuff like that, and then we sure. were sitting around a campfire, and we were, like, playing charades. And I'm like, this is dumb. I'm playing charades. But then I started getting really into it, <laughs> and I was, like, had all these movies going, and I was acting out, like, scenes and movies and doing voices and stuff. And then I got stuck on Miss Doubtfire, and I ended up sitting in front of, like, I think it was, like, like, it was, like, her mom or dad, her, and then, like, her sister, and then, like, her sister's boyfriend. Just those people. And then I stood up for – it was probably, like, 40 minutes of me just doing <laughs> Miss Doubtfire. And I was killing it. <laughs> like, they were dying. Like, her dad – I've never seen her dad laugh so hard in my life. It was, like, my finest moment of 2014. Did you dress up? <laughs> no. I was, we're camping. We're in the middle of the woods. Like, we were out in the middle of nowhere. You like, just a campfire. some high heels and panties. Oh, my sir. gosh. It was wow. – so many lines were just – and, I like, as soon as I started getting into it, I just couldn't stop. I just kept doing the same lines over and over again. Same voices. Same – oh, my gosh. Mrs. Doubtfire, you got that nailed. Dude. You should incorporate that to your stand-up. I don't know how I do that. No. I got drunk one time and then yeah. just started <laughs> acting out Miss Dan- Miss Doubtfire. That should be your headlining set. Just start at minute one. <laughs> just Doubtfire, do Doubtfire. <laughs> the movie. <laughs> oh, good boy. <laughs> and it's going to be about Mom's seven, not home for another four hours, is she? <laughs> about seven or eight minutes in, the audience is going to be like, is he going to do the whole movie of Miss <laughs> <Ms>. Doubtfire? <laughs> hey, we're on a journey they're here, just audience. Play, they're just playing along. They know every scene that I'm we're doing. We're on a journey, audience. Let's see what happens. How about a night soothing cigarette? <laughs> what do you think of uh, Grumpy Old Man versus Big Daddy? Uh, I love them both, but I'm going to have to go with Grumpy Old Man. Okay. Yeah. Like Grumpy Old Man? I think it's uh, classic. What do you think, Sasha Bloom? Do you it's have a pick here? Favorites. Oh, it's got to be Grumpy Old Man. I don't. Was Big Daddy received well? I, I, I liked both of them. Like, I loved Big Daddy, and I still do love Big Daddy, yeah. but I, I just have to go with, like, I don't know. I, I like. You know, grumpy old men better. It's okay. incredible to see how far Steve Buscemi's come since doing Big Daddy. Yeah. Like doing work with Sopranos and then having his own oh, HBO show. He's got show. some range, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. That dude can go. He was funny over. in those Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. What's the one where he plays the crazy eyes? 
I think his name was Crazy Eyes in that movie. Was it? I think they called really? him Crazy Eyes. Yeah. Where he's like in jail. He's like, what'd you do? And he's like, I bit the mailman. He's like, for what? And he's like, he's flipping me off. Or maybe he was waving. <laughs> <laughs> I love Steve. All right, so we got Big Dad or um, Grumpy Old Men. Yeah, I'll, our go score. With that. I'll go okay. with that one. Grumpy Old Men has a score of 65. <laughs> what? Damn. Big Daddy has a score of 40. What? So that, that seems low for Grumpy Old Men. That seems it? way low. I've probably seen that movie 25 times. Grumpy Old Men? Yeah. Oh, I One gosh, I love that it. That seems low. I love Grumpy it. Grumpy Old Men. Maybe hmm. time hasn't treated it that well. That's why the score. No, it's still funny. Even low. the second no, one, I mean, Grumpy that's why Earl, Men's score. Good. And that was when they made movies really good where they spent a lot of money in the score. Yeah. It was shot well. Mm-hmm. The acting, I think both of those guys are a better actor are than great. Adam yeah. Sandler. Uh, yeah, I'll agree. Hmm. Yeah, a little Sandler hate on this one. For the well, I don't, I don't hate the Sandman. I love him. Critics don't like his movies. Critics don't like so. him. I think it's just because he rushes movies. He's just yeah. trying to make... He, like, he probably has so much that he wants to do, he's just trying to rush it all. Okay, he's calm so down and go back to making stuff like Happy Gilmore. Like, take a time. Classic. So is he four for four, then? We are four for four right now. Mm. We're pitching a no-hitter right now. We're oh, in the top of the eighth. And then I dropped the ball. All right, stay with it because we got BMO one more. BMO hasn't match done it. Who else has lost uh, to Jason? Went four for five. Yeah. Jason five for five. Um, someone went three for five. I'll have to check my records. I have to go into the archives on this one. Yes. But um, Steve, did, did we play the movie game with Steve? Steve Solberg. No, but we should. Okay. Make note made. Okay, last matchup. It's getting tough. No. Last matchup. Son-in-law. Mm-hmm. Paulie Shore. Paulie Shore. Versus. Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> two movies that maybe did not do so well in the box office. Oh, man. That's tough. Okay. But two Thanksgiving movies. Here's our son in law. Little America. Ow! Oh! Oh! Does it hurt? It's better than a kick in the face. Than a kick in the face with a golf <laughs> shoe. Flea, Red Hot Chili Peppers. So crawl. What do you think? It's permanent. It's permanent. Oh, I'm mingling. It's up to you. Okay. So what I want is something feminine. He's standing right next to me. (laughs) You see that? Huh? You see what happens? The ink soaks in the system and the guy's freaked out. Look at him. Where are you, you freak? That's a good point. So? You pick it, I stick it. In a perfect world. (laughs) He drops the beer in her. <laughs> All right, here's Paul Blart. Nothing In the about. event that you approach an assailant, See, here's what I want yeah. you to do. You're going to pull up. Left hip forward, Mike placing Valeri's your right hand Who is? on your Mike, away Mikey hip. Mikey V is a professional Giving the illusion that you have a gun, which of course we uh, both know. Twitch is in this, too. He's a you motocross know. guy. From hey, Metal Militia. You know what we do have? Got some inside knowledge here. Our voices! Our voices. You remember one thing from today, it's this. The mind is the only weapon that doesn't need a holster. Right, awesome. How long do we get for lunch? Half hour, right. but I eat in awesome. 20, which leaves me five minutes for social time, five minutes to get refocused. All right, that one's tough. That, that, that's really tough. Kevin uh, James was at the height of his career? Yeah. With that? Yeah, I think so. That or the other one they do with Adam Zeller. I'll tell you what doesn't help the Kevin James movie is the title alone is ridiculous. <laughs> Paul Blart. Peanut Blart and Jelly. What is that, uh, Dutch? I mean, I have no idea. Uh, I'm going to have to go with my, my all-time favorite. It's uh, Son-in-Law. 
Son of Laws an all time yeah. favorite? Well, out of the two. Between like, the two, I yeah, dude, I'm not. Yeah, I'm a Polly Shore fan. I, I have all of his movies, and I've opened for him like three times. That's Encino right. Man's okay. really good. I love Encino Man. Encino Man is a favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the other one? Uh, oh, in the Army now. I have that one. Is I think is gonna be my favorite. Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. <laughs> <laughs> Did you order Code Red? Answer me. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. I'm gonna take mine back. My favorite Polly Shore movie. Is the one where he's on a jury. Uh, jury duty. Jury duty. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Tia peanut, hey, peanut. That's right. That's my favorite Polly Shore movie. He's like, uh, we all know he's guilty. He's like, mm, I don't know, because he's like staying in a suite. He wants to stay in the suite. Because <laughs> his he, mom left. And he writes, no, not guilty, but he misspells guilty. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, who wrote not guilty? Didn't they just do a new documentary on him? What is on that? Polly Shore? Yeah. I believe yes. I thought it was I a TV show. Was coming out. I thought it was a TV show about like the '90s or back or something like that. I Apparently saw that. Apparently, he has an interesting podcast too. Huh. Well, his mother someone owns uh, what's comedy, that? Store. comedy store. Yeah, the comedy store. One of the mm-hmm. probably the most legendary comedy club mm-hmm. on the West Coast. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would be. Yeah. That's where Robin Williams and all those dudes came from. Mm-hmm. Sam Kennison. Sam Kennison. Yeah, he has some good stories about Sam Kennison and he when. Oh, you should, yeah. He's been on a few shows recently. Just great <laughs> stories. Just Can you imagine the life you would have lived if you grew up in that environment? Did either? Uh, it's cra- that'd be crazy. Because he grew, did, like, there's a story about him, like, uh, like all those dudes used to babysit Polly. Right, right. Like, stuff like that. Uh, and Argus, then, uh, Argus Hamilton was, like, his buddy who yeah. was dating his mom at the yeah. time. Yeah. And then, uh, like, his dad was a comic. Right. And his dad used to open, like, back in the day, comics would open for, like, music acts. So his dad used to open for Elvis. So when Polly was born, there was a story uh, in a book I read about how Polly Shore peed on Elvis Presley. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. Did either of you see him when he came to Wise Guys this summer? I opened for him. Was he really good? Yeah. Yeah, I bet he would be. I love him still. I don't. I don't like. I feel like he could do I no think wrong. There's a lot of Polly Shore hate, maybe unnecessary. I think his movies he got a lot movies, of hate it's, for. It's like, easy to get on his. It's easy. It's easier to hate than stand up and fight for somebody that you like. It's like Justin Bieber. Everybody hates that guy because why? He's a young punk kid who's rich and he's being a dumb rich kid. Like that's right. that's what he's doing. Like that's yeah. what happens when you have billions of dollars and you're twenty. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Was Polly nice sure. to you? Polly was way cool to me. The yeah. first time I opened for him, uh, it was a couple years ago. I think I, I've only hosted. Like I've never like because he brings an opener. Mm-hmm. So I've hosted for him like every time that he's been here because I just wanted to get on the show. Does he ask for you? Now the no, I still fight to get on. Uh-huh. Like he remembers me though, nice. which is cool. But like the first time, I don't really remember. Like I remember like barely talking to him, and then the second time I did like I did pretty well hosting, mm-hmm. and then I became friends with his opener. And then uh, I think me and Polly talked for like a few minutes after. It was like three years ago, I think. And Polly's like, hey, man, you did a good job. And I was like, oh, thanks. I appreciate it. He's like, yeah, you should come down to the store. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I'm like just Maverick? Su- like, I'm just supposed to show up to the comedy store in L.A. Like, you hey, guys, uh, Polly Shore said I should come down. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's really going to work. With your satchel of notebooks. Oh, yeah. Polly sent me? Uh, uh, I ran into Polly three years ago. <laughs> he told me to come down to the comedy store. <laughs> <laughs> but I opened for him the last time that he was here too. I hosted for him. Mm-hmm. He was really cool. Nice. Yeah. He's never been a. I think it would have sucked if he would have been a. Dick, like to me, would have kind of like, broken your. Yeah, because I would have been like, man, heart. now I gotta sell all your movies. He's too iconic to be a jerk, right? I think he could be, a dick, but I think anybody could be a yeah. dick. But I don't know. Like I've never seen him be rude to any of his fans. Like anybody that's came to see him, I've mm-hmm. never seen him be rude. Like he's always been like super cool. Like. Like, when he doesn't want to sign any more pictures, he's like, I'm sorry, I don't want to, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> go. All right, what do you think? Son-in-law? Yeah, I'll go, with, I'll go with son-in-law. Son-in-law, okay. 
Got to go with the Paul. Son-in-law has a score of 22. Oh, man. Paul Blart Malkop has a score of 33. I knew that, dude. Five. I knew that was going to win. I think I, it was. Uh, I know. The I knew Paulie that. Shore hate, I think. I, dude, I was going to say Paul Blart. I really sh- was. but That movie is not, I have to not go that bad a movie. I think it's better than Paul Blart. I'd agree. Blart. Blart. I'd agree. Blart. I really so like the five. violence, though, in Paul Blart. Like that yeah. creepy psycho violence you got into. It's really orchestrated mm. really well. Four from five, not bad. I didn't, I didn't want to win, so I had to go with <laughs> you what let I your, feel. You let your heart choose yeah, that man. last one, not yeah. your head. Screw you, Jason Harvey. <laughs> Think you know? Hey, I can't believe you went five for five. That's a good score, though. Four for five. Four for five. Be happy with that. No, I'm way happy with it. <laughs> but I, uh, I totally knew that Paul Blart was uh, going to be better because it's Kevin James. Well, you played with your heart. You mm. Left it all on the field. Left it all on the field. Now it's busted. And, and if any of you <laughs> really want to get happy on December fourth, you can go watch him at Wise Guys West Valley. Yeah, yeah. Bring some friends. Bring some mongers. The Let good friend of the show, Jay Whitaker, will be on that show. Yeah, yeah. And maybe uh, Jay Whitaker. You know what I'm saying, dog? <laughs> and maybe Pete Ramo. Dead too, on, man. folks. Dead on. And maybe uh, Pete Rama over here. Yeah. I'm gonna try. Let's make it happen. I'll uh, I'll talk to Keith. Let's make it happen. It'll be a great show. Uh, I'll say, hey, this is who Give me some. Uh, but he, it's his final decision. It's not mine. <laughs> I just throw it out there. <laughs> say, hey, this is what I'm thinking for the show. And then he could be like, nope. And then put. That nope. guy owes me $18. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like him. I don't know. This will be great. So I where are you on funny. Twitter where people can interact with you it's, and stalk uh, you? It's at Jacob Lee, L-E-I-G-H. And Jacob is with a K. So it's J-A-K-O-B. Mm-hmm. L-E-I-G-H And you can tweet at me And I probably won't say anything back <laughs> <laughs> Not because I'm a dick It's just Sometimes I just don't know what to say I love so to I not just, interact with I go, I go with that No, it's like like If it's something funny or clever Then yeah, I'll say something But if you're just like trying to be Then I'm just not going to say anything right. or That's just fair try Can't to ask be, you to come back yeah. Something that's mean. Yeah. Like, I don't care. It's like, yeah, you're probably going through the something. The meanest thing you can do is favorite and not retweet. I'll favorite, yeah. I'll favorite. <laughs> don't retweet. Like, if it's, if it's like, super mean, upset. I'd be like, favorite. And <laughs> thanks for following me. Appreciate it. That's nice of you. And we have the great Michelle Bodkins from sure. Rivals coming in. Uh-oh. We're going to talk about the Utes implosion this past Saturday. Looking forward to Colorado's matchup this weekend. It was the Paul Blard of games. Yes. Blart. You a football fan? Blart. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nope. Blart. You dance around it a little bit. I like movies, man. That's that's that could be my thing. That's just I could I could be that dude that sits at home and watches nine movies in a day. And it could be movies I've already seen. I just I dig it. I like movies. I like it. Do you have a big screen? Wait, you I got a big screen, I got the forty two inch. You got a four K yet? Or? Incher. She got no? the four yeah. the forty two incher. I want to get the uh, I want to get the 51 inch that RC Willie's selling for 3.99. Black Friday coming up. Can um, Seth Tippett get you a deal over there? He doesn't work there anymore. Does oh, they fired him. Nice. He quit or got fired. What? He probably got fired for being fat. <laughs> for being yeah. fat and Who tall. Who knew making being fat jokes fat, in the workplace man. could get you into trouble? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Kids still learning. <laughs> He's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you got a song over there, Patrick? Play us out. Oh yeah, you want a song? Oh. Yes, sir. All right, I Thought got I was one just for you. I got just the one. So as always, if you're just joining the show, you can find the show at keyradio.org. Go to the talk radio section of that webpage. We will be having an allutradio.com thing coming out here soon. So December 4th. 
Yes, on December 4th. Sorry. No, I just wanted to say it. Uh, I, I like that idea better. <laughs> Jacob Lee, December 4th, Wise Guys, West Valley. Oh, you guys should $10 come. You guys shows. should totally come. I get really weird on stage. What day is it? It's, it's a, a Thursday. It's a Thursday, right, guys. Thursday. It's a Thursday. That's a good night. That's Thursday, good night Thursday. Thursday's a new Friday. Uh-huh, it is. Okay, I will go mm. if you will let me mm. sit front row, but you got to give me a really good fat joke. Oh, man, I don't think I have fat jokes. Well, let's, fat let's joke? work on it between now and, and the show. Because I, I, I know Seth will be there picking up beer bottles at the end of the show, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I want him to hear what a good fat joke is. Let's see. I don't think I have a good fat joke unless it's about... I don't even well, think it's time to work on it. No, I got a couple that I used to do, but uh, or even if you walk up and say, "What up, fat boy?" Something like you know, it's just, just so I need to make it about you at my show. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come to your show if you make it about me the yeah. whole time. Would you mind <laughs> just doing awesome. that? Sounds like a really. Could you just bad talk idea. to me the whole time? <laughs> would you mind just doing eight to twelve minutes about me at the top if you would? You don't have to close. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Just you know, just like, yeah, you know, couple I, of plugs. I came for you, yeah, and I'm here. Refer to me as my Twitter name. Just bring him up on stage. He's got a few announcements to make. <laughs> you would just throw out my Instagram handle. That'd be great. It'd be great. I've had to fart this entire time. Um. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. I hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving, sir. And uh, we'll see you December 4th, Wise Guys West. I'll be there, man. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. If I lived in China or even Russia or any totalitarian country, Maybe I could understand some of these illegal injunctions. Maybe I could understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they haven't committed themselves to that over there. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest far right. And so just as I say we aren't going to let any dog or water hoses turn us around, we aren't going to let any injunction turn us around. Hello, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very confused <laughs> by a lot of things going on. I, I'm upset with Ferguson. You caught him at a weird time. I'm yeah. upset with Twitter people using the N-word. Oh, that's never kosher. No. I'm really baffled by how well Arizona played and how poorly the Utes performed. Did they quit? I, I think especially... Once Manning went in and got some reps, you could just kind of tell they were just a little bit over it and just wanted to get in the locker room, I think. One of the things I noticed this weekend, and I wasn't at the BYU game, but I worked Utah State and I worked the Utes, and all three schools did senior night. Mm -hmm. I really think for the players' legs, they should do that the night before at a basketball pavilion because they were very long, it was very cold, and the players, after warm-ups, were standing around for a good 22, 25 minutes. You know, 
just they do that stuff on the field before yeah. the game. Yeah, is how senior. Oh yeah, that is. I was uh, gonna say though. I think I feet. think half of it though is you want the fans to be able to be a part of that too. I mean, it's true. You know, There's you don't want to make that just be a family thing. You want to give the people that have watched and supported their career. You know the chance to kind of send them off too. Most of them weren't very impressive in their career at the Utes this <laughs> season. Not trying to be a jerk, but would they have three losing seasons this senior class, right? Two. Two. Two's a lot. Fifty percent. I feel really bad for the way Travis Wilson has been treated or handled, in that he's been pulled three times now. That's got to be tough on his ego. Yeah, but I have to say it the His same. His play t- predicates it, dictates it. Well, I. That's the nature of that position, though. And if you're not tough enough, mentally tough enough mm-hmm. to handle that, you probably have no business being the quarterback. Does he think about transferring next year? I. I don't know. That's that's a hard thing to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of feel like as harsh and. As mean as this may come across, it's probably time for Utah to move on. Move on. Um, you have to. Do you don't have, have a Pac-12 quarterback. Potential? Yeah, I was gonna say he doesn't. Yeah, he isn't a Pac-12 sort of status arm strength quarterback. Do they have a, a potential QB to replace him though? Did that guy? You think that guy can be a starter next year? Guy who backed him up? Or do they get a I, new guy? Potentially. I mean, you know, Kendall Thompson will come back. He showed some potential there that, you know, if they need to maybe buy some just a little bit more time for some of the younger guys, that might be a good place to go. And then as far as the younger guys, you know, again, kind of with just moving on from Travis and not having those reps delegated to him because he's the starter, uh, you know, opens things up for maybe some of the younger guys to start really developing and getting mm-hmm. better and getting to a level where maybe Utah does feel confident in using one of them. It was a tough spot for Manning. That's who came in, right? Mm-hmm. Connor Manning. Okay, because he's taken no snaps the whole year being third on the depth chart. Come in on a cold-weather game, playing against a defense that was just unmerciful mm-hmm. to the Utes offense. I mean, that that kid they got in the middle, the Mike linebacker, that kid – a, I think he should get a steroid test, and B, he was twice the size of every player on the field. I believe that was Scooby Wright, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? Oh yeah. yeah, he was. He was mentioned every he, other play. He is amazing. Although I have to say, ESPN, the Scooby Doo <laughs> jokes oh, were awful, awful. Okay, <laughs> you know the first one was kind of funny, but after that, you need to stop with the Scooby <laughs> Snack reference. Okay, yeah. like seriously, it's only funny one time. <laughs> uh, those guys were very pleased with themselves. It was almost like a little comedy bit going on in there. It I've wasn't that clever. Some of the most uncreative people are sports announcers. They will get <laughs> one tag. And beat it to death. I have seen Sports <laughs> Center uh, sportscasters use the "No Soup for You" the Seinfeld reference for yeah. block shots, interceptions. Like these are professionals. Can I think of a new tag? But yeah, I, I had enough Scooby references by second quarter halfway <laughs> in. They love them. They loved that one. It didn't help that he was making plays too. Yeah, but I mean, come on. And then, and then the one where. <laughs> 
Were they called Travis Shaggy? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm back on board. I'm back on board with this then. <laughs> Scooby found Shaggy. <laughs> okay, that one was kind of funny too. Sorry. Sorry. And that was in Sorry. the third that was, quarter. Yeah, that was yeah. like towards the end of it. <laughs> That's right. You got to pull creatively when the game's out of reach. Extend the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, such a rough game. My prediction, remember I had the prediction last week? The opposite happened. Arizona had all the momentum. Yeah. And it got out of reach. That's what I thought was going to happen for the Utes. But it was not their game. And I think all, like, the little mistakes that we kind of made and over overcame throughout the season, this one this one came back to bite them. I, I think Arizona Turnovers, was penalties. so well prepared. Yeah, got to get to Arizona. They took that game seriously, seriously. And not to say that Utah didn't take it seriously, but I just feel like they were prepared. They were prepared. I think they did – every single guy did their film study. I think they picked out, you know, those couple of little things that, you know, Utah seemed to be able to get away with with everybody else so far this season, and they just exploited the heck out of them. And Utah couldn't figure out how to counter that, not one bit. The impressive thing about Arizona, not only their game plan and their determinism, but there was a s- momentum swing there when their quarterback, Solomon, went down. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kalen ran it for a touch return, and then it got called. Got hold back. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but there there were fumbles going hard. on. The, the second quarterback w- looked unconfident. The receivers looked confused. And they didn't care. They just rolled through it and waited till the next uh, possession and yada, 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 as they say. Well, you know, and after that first possession, I thought Scrogan's did a fantastic job of getting his head right and taking Do you think he a got teased as a little boy with Scrogan's as uh, his last name? I don't know. Maybe hey, a Scrogan's. little. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I – I felt like after that first drive, he really did kind of take ownership of that position and, you know, settled down, became a little bit more of a leader. Um, And the other thing that helps is, you know what, when you have a starting quarterback and, let's see, Solomon's just a redshirt freshman. Mm -hmm. Just a redshirt freshman. He had thrown like three passes that entire season. No, no, no. He's been starting the whole year. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the backup QB for Arizona. Who yeah, came Scrogans. That's what I was saying. Uh, yeah. But, no, I I mean, you know, this guy, he's down and out. He can't play anymore. He's still leading his team on the sideline, going to each and every one of them. I can't finish this game. Go finish it for me. You know, and, again, uh, that just – He's a leader. I was going to say it's so damning towards why Wilson just – isn't what Utah needs at that position. So you want some leadership at the QB? I, I, you know, he's had two and a half years to kind of figure that out. And again, I've always said, you know, I get that he's he's not the most outspoken person, and he's not, you know, but again, there's a way to do it without having to be loud and in people's faces. And you know, it's called keeping your shoulders back, your head up not getting discouraged when things don't go your way, you know, being being the person that keeps everybody pumped up and, you know, excited to play, and instead it's everybody else having to do that for him. It's yeah, completely he, backwards. Yeah, we would have benefited from having some. Tell me if you saw this, the the interception he had in the end zone. Mm-hmm. We need, the Utes needed points mm-hmm. on that drive, even if it was the field goal. 
And then I think that return that got called back, it would have been 17 to 20 had that return went for a touchdown. Did it not feel like all the air just went out of the balloon at that point? I mean, like, we had an offensive possession coming up. I don't think they did anything with that other than uh, one conversion. Mm -hmm. And it was just, they were done. They were done after that that run back came back. That's the hard thing about sports is sometimes you can physically see the game ending Uh when it was third quarter. Yeah, it was just one of those things. I I think especially for Wilson, it took the wind out of his sails. And instead of doing the, okay, you know what, I I screwed up, or, you know, we weren't able to get this, let's go back out there and do it again, you know, this yeah, time we'll get it. a little bit of that, the end of the half touchdown pass. Yeah. I thought we were, they were going to get on track. I thought they were, and, yeah, then things didn't go his yeah. way again. And it was like, oh, okay, well, like, I guess I'll slump off to the sideline and feel yeah, sorry yeah. for myself. No one was came up to him either. Impression. No one walked up and to him. And that was something that I noticed re-watching the game last night is that once he was kind of done for the night, everybody was – Really? The weird thing I heard – when I went back and listened to press was Bill Riley. He asked Coach Whittingham on his interview. Mm-hmm. He said, did you go up and talk to Travis Wilson? And Witt, I don't want to quote him verbatim because I don't remember it completely, but he basically said, that's not my job. That's offensive job. As a head coach, or my view of a leader is that seems like a wrong way to coach a football team. Like, if you're a head coach, and I know you, he's a defensive guy, mm-hmm. but you got to go up to your quarterback and talk to him. I mean, if you noticed Rodriguez, he was in his offense-defensive face when they were screwed up, almost uh. to a point where you were like, oh, my God, this guy's psycho. <laughs> but at least he was talking to them, trying to coach them up, encourage them, or reprimand them to make them be better. Coach Whittingham doesn't do that. Does – In your experience, in your journalism career, have you seen him interact with offensive players, or did he just? So he will. He has a relationship with Wilson. I I would think so. He's got to, right? He's got to. But you know, I'm almost coming to the impression I'm starting to wonder if not only are some of, and again, I don't want this taken for this is solid truth. This is just kind of an observation. But it seems like everybody was, you know, from players to coaches, it was Wilson's our guy, you know, Wilson's good. He has the tools that we need in order to get, you know, where we want to be, you know, very complimentary, you know, trying to boost his spirit and stuff. And I'm almost feeling a little bit that everybody's a little bit sick of trying to boost him up and stuff. And it's kind of gone to that point where it's like, Kid, you need to be able to do this yourself. End of the season, right? You know, you're mm-hmm. at the end of your junior year, and we're still having to, you know, pat you on the shoulder and tell you it's okay, and you know, keep your spirit up, and we're still behind you. You know, after cool. a while, that gets old. I see what you're it saying. It gets old. Yeah, that's an interesting observation. Yeah, who? Let me ask this: Who on the team? Where is the leadership coming from? Who are the big leaders on that team? I would say Nate Orchard, definitely. On the D, okay. Nate Orchard, definitely, definitely. He says it's his team. Like, if you listen to his interviews over and over, it's my team. I go up and talk to them. I encourage them. Mm-hmm. I discipline them. Like, you know, he's almost acting like the quarterback. Or the mm-hmm. coach, the head coach. And I don't want to say that. That's not fair. But I was going to say, you know, but you almost, again, that's kind of what you want from your quarterback is to be yeah. almost like another coach and yeah. they don't have that and it's kind of weird 
and it's coming from the defensive side, which isn't a bad thing. I think you want leaders mm-hmm. throughout. Well, Mike Singletary, but, Ronnie Lott. I mean, you've had. But you know, I I just leaders. think it's so weird. Because I would say on the offensive side of the ball, Nate Orchard's equal is probably Kenneth Scott. But it just so bad it, for him. It's it's just it's it's weird to me that the quarterback isn't even in that conversation. Yeah. That's one thing I, I have a lot of fear for because I know Kenneth Scott, his dream is to be an NFL mm-hmm. wide receiver, maybe tight end. I don't know how that – but he's certainly not getting good tape for scouts. He's going to have to kill it at the combine and in spring scout day because his quarterback is giving him nothing. Well, I mean – the plus side is he's back next year. He's not a senior this year. He has but one he could, more year. But in, had things gone his way, he could have come out this year. Potentially, right? except my understanding of his situation because is Because of his he, injury last year. Well, no. It's that he takes the education end of it very seriously as well. And so he wants to have like that extra degree. I think he's working on either another degree or his master's degree. And he wants okay. that as well. Now, if he had had such a fin- just above average, mm-hmm. phenomenal year, yards, then you know he maybe mm-hmm. he maybe would have considered going out just you know to not do the injury thing and lose out on that. If it had been you know just kind of a reasonably okay year, but nothing mm-hmm. spectacular, I think he would have still stayed. Obviously, with the way things went this year, I he's definitely staying. You know, there's no. Even kind of playing with but that thought But can process. he get any faster? Can he get any stronger? Because he, when you see him on the field, he's one of those standout guys from a mm-hmm. physical, mm-hmm. an overwhelmingly physical point of view. I, I don't, I just don't understand how a, a man can continue to work that hard and be so good in getting, yeah, he had four catches, but they were almost miracle catches because the balls were thrown so poorly to him. Mm-hmm. He, he, you know, same with Booker. Booker was set up to be abused by the linebackers. It was borderline inappropriate the way he was receiving the ball. It looked like in a cruel world that he was being set up to get hurt. And that wasn't the intention. Oh, no. Absolutely. I mean, but obviously he just got not. Blown but, yeah, up. he did get blown up. He got blown up. Scott got took blown up. One. Yeah. Uh, I think Tonga took a couple of good hits. Yeah. You know, it, and that's kind of another point. I'm seeing a lot of people complain about we don't have any talent at wide receiver. We don't have, if we had some talent at, and it. Tonga's an NFLer. He's got an NFL frame. I think He's he got potentially the speed. could. Again, may not get drafted, but I could see someone giving him a shot just because of some of the intangibles i know anthony denham was a freak of nature in terms of his physicality and Mm -hmm. you know go back on old radio and see photos of when he was in studio but he's huge uh tonga's the same size yeah six four roughly Mm -hmm. six four i don't think he has the muscle weight but i like tonga i think he's great and had he been in a pro style you would have seen his dominance because he would have got the ball a lot more. Mm-hmm. I thought the best the Utes looked this year was when they'd throw him through the middle and give him a little curl route, and, you know, but they yeah, don't. They kind of went away from that because. Do we get a new offensive coordinator again? I hope not. I and assume I know, I know will be back. That's, you know, mm-hmm. 
there's there's always going to be people coming in and out. That's hard to say. I I don't know who stays <clears throat> who stays or who goes. I would hope that at the very least Christensen stays because I think that would be beneficial for the team to be in the same system for two years in a row rather than could be a change switching it up mm-hmm. again. You know, um, it almost becomes detrimental to <coughs> recruiting if you. Mm-hmm. St- start going for an eighth or however many coordinators I think it is it would be number and eight. if you keep benching quarterback like it'd be tough to sell me as a recruit that every time I play bad I'm getting pulled because there's that precedent there now and it happened last year with uh with Wilson too you know he kept getting pulled. I don't get it and I wish they'd figure it out because you're not going to win in the Pac-12 without a quarterback yeah it's just not going to happen yeah no I I think I think that's probably job number one in the off season is figure out who your guy's going to be and who the backup's going to be and potentially who number three is going to be and making sure that all three of those guys are ready to go. Yeah, um, that's number one. Yeah, off season is, you know, coordinate, or coordinator and, and potential QB. You know, a lot of the pundits have said Utah's one quarter good quarterback, you know, just okay quarterback away. Mm-hmm. From you know, from a couple more wins from this year. potentially being in the college playoff, mm-hmm. you know, and I tend to kind of agree with that. If they're offense, argu- you're right. It's an easy argument to the make. The offense it's, had just a little, a little more fire to it, a little more spark to it. It's the glaringly weak link in there. You know, I, I, you I, saw I, that they were still ranked today, right? Mm-hmm. I did. Twenty five, right? I'm not surprised after catching the worst loss of the last two years. I mean it. They quit. They, they quit. and That was a hard game to watch. I'm going to say I'm still not surprised, though, because, you know, I, I'm i I'm not surprised that they're out of the AP poll because mm-hmm. the AP poll is just stupid. I'll it's be, dead. I'll be yeah. frank. It's, it's really stupid. The college playoff poll, I think they do a lot better job of keeping track of what everybody's doing and keeping in mind strength of schedule and, you know, how – not only all the ranked teams are doing, but how their opponents have been doing and measuring, you know, mm-hmm. wins, Schedules, losses, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, the only thing keeping them in so, the top 25 is they have a they You have know, a and they've overall handled it pretty well, all things considered. So I'm not surprised that, you know, they're still in that poll, to be honest. Yeah, and they were 17. Yeah. Losing there. I've been hearing chatter that there's now concern of them losing in Colorado this weekend. I, I find that very far-fetched. You know, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I don't. I, I was going to say, they? I don't, I don't want to throw them. fellow media members under the bus, but, I mean, it's an easy attention-grabbing yeah. story to throw out there. And, I mean, all things considered, yeah, they could lose. I mean, you know, I think we've learned this year that nothing is out of the realm of possibility, but I don't think it's likely. I don't think it's likely. This team's proven time and again they're pretty resilient. Right. So, they you have know, bounced back pretty they well. They bounced back from some really tough losses. You right. know, and you know, not only have they bounced back, but it's been on the road most of the time too. Mm-hmm. So they're a good road team. Yeah, they've, they've been a very a good, good team. road team. Their best so. game of the year, I thought, was the at the UCLA game. I thought they looked so good again against UCLA. D was strong. They had offense to well. it. So, 
I thought was their best showing. And then kudos to UCLA who put together a good season after that. Yeah. Because that was an embarrassing loss. That was. For them. And they're, I think they're pretty highly ranked now. I think they're top 10 now. I think, yeah, they, they made their way back in the in the top 10 again. So It's yeah, fun to watch USC get whooped on by that UCLA. It's really kind of funny. I wonder oh, how many more years it will carry on like that now that USC gets full recruiting rights back, I think. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Hard to say. Yeah, It'll be, be fun back. to watch. It'll be fun to watch. Interesting article on the Tribune, uh, a good interview over the weekend with Dr. Hill Mm -hmm. about expanding the South end zone. Mm -hmm. Anyone who hasn't read it, go read it. Basically, he's saying, I'm not going to expand it. It doesn't make financial sense. The most interesting thing in that quote was how he referred to a study that newer generations of college students aren't going to games. Right. Thoughts? You know, I I honestly don't know if that's true or not. I don't know how you measure that mm-hmm. to know for sure. I, But I just have to think if my generation and the generation behind me is not going to college football games, are you guys stupid? Like, are you guys stupid? You'd really rather look at your phone all, than go internet experience people. Yeah. that atmosphere? Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Come on. Get some fresh air, dang it. <laughs> Going outside's okay. It's okay. Have you need had, sunscreen, um, put some sunscreen on. Have we had good student body turnouts in previous years to football games? I, I think, used to I always think, sell out. I think the article yeah. did say that you, the Utah's student section may be the one exception to that rule. So I, I – It's not as packed as it has been in years. I, I would agree with that. Especially in a winning that. season. You know, I would agree with that. I, I think – you know, again, and that's kind of one of those people are bandwagoners. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, yeah. everybody loves a winner. When when people aren't or when your team's not doing as well, you're less likely to go sit in the rain for this, you know, But crazy it's not like Savannah or, State's coming for your last game of the season. Exactly. Right? You're getting some of the best football mm-hmm. in the world. And I think, you know what, I think next year they'll see a spike because the team has done well this mm-hmm. year and i think there's going to be a lot of talk of them potentially doing even better next year so i assume that your family is a long time holder of season tickets yes i think my it started with my uncle my mm-hmm. uncle has had season tickets i think he said since 87 um he's been doing this and you know he used to take like my grandpa and then when I was in high school, he told my parents, you know, you guys need to come and, you know, do this. And we tailgate and, you know, it's lots of fun. Come come do this. So my parents went and did it. They got hooked. They got some season tickets. And then my senior year, they were like, you know what, you need to come up and do this too. It's super fun. I'd never been to a college football game before. So I went to go check it out and instantly loved it i went to two games my senior year in high school i don't remember which two games they were they were both mountain west conference teams Mm -hmm. but i was hooked loved it i was like oh my gosh all through college i need to do this my first year at the u as a sophomore was the 2008 season um so i was doing the student ticket thing and as the year went on it progressively got harder and harder to get the tickets because the line forum would get longer and longer and I literally had to lie and cheat my way into that BYU game and after that I was like I can't 
do this anymore. So it was one of those things I sat down and I was like, do I do must tickets or do I do uh, season tickets? And I decided on season tickets because I was like, you know what? It's going to get really hard to get season tickets. Mm-hmm. I might as well get them now. You thought long term. Um, you know, whereas the musts, I can only be in that while I'm a student. Mm-hmm. And once I'm done with that, I'm screwed. So, so I went ahead and did the season tickets as a student. The reason why I ask you that question mm-hmm. is Dr. Hill, Chris Hill, said in order to, you know, fill the gaps on the south end zone, add another 10,000 seats, they would have to generate between 5 and $10 million a year in six games. The tickets that you purchase are not cheap, and everything would go up. Uh, your tickets would get more expensive. Mm-hmm. So does hot dogs, candy, parking. Right would all go up and i don't know if if the utah fan base can embrace that because it's almost becoming an elitist practice anyways being able to go to a youth's football right. game you know i i think it depends on what a person's priorities are i would fork out for it i would fork out for that in a losing season and it's simply mm-hmm. because i feel a sense of pride that i went to school here mm-hmm. and i take a sense of pride that my career in sports casting has started here and I want to be a part of that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even if I'm out traveling and covering other teams' games, mm-hmm. I would still be shelling out the money just to keep my spot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, that's my my take on it. I can't speak for anyone else, though, and how they would feel about that. So. See, the only reason why I want it to have, I want the stadium to happen is because I want them to put an elevator up on the south end zone so I don't have to walk my fat butt <laughs> up to put a camera there because those steps are tight. They don't make them easy. I was going to say, just think of the positives. Your butt <laughs> is going to be so tight and firm by the end of the season. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have something here. <laughs> season ticket prices down. More stairs. Never mind. <laughs> Keep that? the stairs. Let's <laughs> park it that way. further away. <laughs> and at the concession stands, only vegan food. <laughs> I might be in shape by uh, October next year. I was say, I'd be okay with that. I, I think, don't uh, think the rest of the fan base would be, though. I think, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think, say, as a fan base, I think uh, you raise ticket prices. I think this fan base is a little resilient. I think they take their recreation and their sports a little more seriously than, like, your blue-collar towns. It's not. I would say it's not a college town. No. You know, so we don't have that going for us. But I would say the fan base gets behind sports. In general, you know, so I could see that potentially working a little ticket price increase to benefit one. But you're right. That's a tricky one. Ticket prices going up. Mm -hmm. You get an instant reaction. Oh, yeah. To it. But I would say we have fans that can that would. I I think so. I I, I think there are. I was going to say, I think there's more dum-dums like me that would, you know, it's like I'm I may not be able to go, but I'll still Mm -hmm. shell out the money just to support it. You know, mm-hmm. I, it's weird that they wouldn't want to build it because of how much building they've been doing on this campus. Yeah. I, I mean, there's so many. There's a new building going up every year or two. And I just had the opportunity. I was up earlier today with my brother, you know, having him talk to some guidance counselors to get him started in school. And we literally looped all the way around campus. I can't believe how many new buildings are going up. Mm-hmm. And I've only been out of school now for almost four years, and it's the campus already looks so much different than when I was there. So, hmm. 
it was really interesting walking around and seeing all the changes because of the Pac-12 money that's coming in. How do you think Utah's going to do in Colorado? I think they bounce back. And if it all... Supposed to snow? Anything, I can kind of see some curb stomping Colorado, like taking a lot of their anger out about how the Arizona game went out on Mm -hmm. Colorado. Yeah, that was nasty. So they had a chance to redeem themselves. Uh, This is a cool thing. They're going to have zero effects in terms of being in high altitude because they are in high altitude. Right. The snow is not going to bother them. It might bother Travis, but it's not going to bother anyone else. I I know they're going to win. Like, they have to win. You know, I I think... They're they're way better than Colorado. I think, again, it's going to come back to which Travis shows up. Is it going to be, you know, slightly fired up Travis that, you know is prepared and has his head on right and is just ready to go or is it going to be timid i don't know what i'm doing i'm not exactly sure why i'm out here right yeah that's a tough one you have know, we seen travis? good travis what game was he good in which one were, there was there, i know the first one the um he was good yeah. against the two fresno state and idaho state he, yeah. okay i thought it was good against oregon state I thought he had to put a, put together a few drives that helped him in the second you half. Know, a lot of people have said so that. I I don't didn't see think, it. I was gonna say he didn't I, lose the game for him. I was gonna say he didn't lose the game for him, but I don't think he put the team on his back and that won was it a for him game. either. That I, you're right. I have not seen that. You know, and you know, I I don't know because that was the game that Kendall started and they he pulled him. He was very good in the Washington State game. Like that drop balls weren't his fault. Oh, um, he wasn't. He was staying in the pocket a little bit. He was okay. stepping into balls a little bit. He um, the he USC gave them the chance to win that game. game. Now that I think about it, the USC game with that last drive that he he put in the I, end zone. I would probably have to vote. Yeah, USC. I the USC probably game was the his lot, best game was of the his year. Best game. That was such a great drive at the end of the game, and he he put the team on his back that game. I to get I that would score. agree with that. I think so I, he's got it in him. It's been a tough year. He's, he's definitely taking all the hits, you know, as far as being the he's main guy that they appointed to as being the problem. So I hope they, they are the better team than Colorado. So they should be able to put this win together by I, two scores easily. I think so. We'll I see. would hope so. We'll see. So what's your prediction, Patrick? Oh, I'm going to go, you know, 34-17. They should win this game going away. Defense is superior. They can put something together offense. They've had good offensive games, and they're a good bounce-back team to it. So I say they win going away in this game. Michelle? I'm going to go 31-17. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go with that lucky Bama score. Lucky Bama score. I'm going 23-7 to because I don't think either offense will be able to score. I, 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 I'm almost certain that Colorado won't score a touchdown. Other yeah, than they've been, been putting Although Rowe needs year. to step oh, up a little bit. You know, he got beat a he lot. Got, he got beat this week, but he's had other games where he's been brilliant. So I don't know what Is the he a heck junior? happened. No, he's a senior. So he's gone. He's he's gone next year. Beautiful. Well, I was gonna say he changed positions though. Yeah, yeah. No, he. So. Is he an NFL guy? He was one of the ones that got invited to the Senior Bowl. So yes, there is NFL cool. interest in him. Who else got invited? Drez Anderson. I don't know if he'll be able to participate because of his knee injury but he at least got the invite so you know there's interest in him and nate orchard but of course just the three tonga didn't get one no did you ever find out and i apologize for putting you on the spot did you ever find out if that was a compound fracture with patrick i have not heard exactly what it was i know broken leg yeah i i 
I don't know to what degree. I know he had surgery. Um, He's a senior too. Junior. Junior. Is he gonna be able to make a full recovery? And it's sounding like it. It sounds like they're counting on him being back. I love the idea of having him and Scott on the outside Mm -hmm. because they're both tall. I think I've said Patrick's a little bit faster, so he he kind of does the Drez Anderson speed, kind of, sort of. Whereas Scott's more of your just throw it up and he'll get it. He'll get it type guy. And then as far as slot goes, you know, you're looking at maybe Delshawn McClellan, who's super fast. I think they're um, going to get a bunch of Juco players they and could, stack them. And, you know, that's the thing, too, is this past year they proved that they can find. Oh, they've been doing Juco. that the whole. Whittingham's yeah. been doing that forever. Oh, they've been doing that forever. They just haven't had a whole lot of success with Juco wide receivers, but they found Steve Clay. Smith. <laughs> recently okay recently but i mean you know they found they found kaylin clay they found tim patrick on the fly you yeah. know they found some of these kids guys Men. some of these guys that you know are really pretty good and they've been able to make an impact this year so you know i count on when push comes to shove if they need to do that they're going to be able to do that again is there a talk potential hopes what uh what bowl want to get into what are they hoping for should we win should they win wit said tonight at the coaches show that they've been talked to by about four or five bowls and that the one they in probably san won't. francisco i i don't know which one they probably lost out on the holiday bowl now with that loss maybe the el paso sun bowl, bowl. yeah the sun bowl yep. and i think i don't think they're getting a good like a great bowl game I, I think it depends on how things fall out this Saturday, yeah. who wins, who loses. Right. Um, and he just kind of said that, you know, we've had four or five show interest in us, and we won't know which one it is probably until Sunday when all the results are out mm-hmm. and we find out exactly where everybody falls in place in the Pac-12. So we'll see you Tuesday? Yes. And then I guess we only have a couple more shows with you. Bummer. I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. Be safe, especially if you got to drive. Be appropriate in the airports. Don't let oh, that yeah. anger of... I'm going to have some airport time tomorrow. Oh, yeah? Where so are you going? I'm going to see my folks in uh, El Paso, Texas, where I'm from. Nice. Yeah. Well, travel safely, sir. Thank you. Tell them I said thank you for raising such a fantastic young man. I will tell them that. Kay. I tell them that every year, and they always <laughs> say, like, nobody told you to tell us that. But I'll tell them this year, buddy. Michelle, your parents have raised an inspiration. Oh, I'm you. proud of your work ethic. I'm hey, proud I didn't of get inspiration. Oh, what the hell, man? Well, I'm not. That's because <laughs> I'm the meaning in his life. I am That's the right. inspiration. That's right. Oh, please, I'm you hurt. didn't catch that reference? No. I got it. Uh, it from? Is that a Peter Cetera you just no, quoted? No, Chicago. Chicago. That Peter, really uh, cheesy, cheesy Chicago uh, song. It's terrible. Uh, Peter Cetera <laughs> was in Chicago, though, Michelle. Okay. Yeah, all right. So we're on the same page. We're simpatico <laughs> right now. And it looks like Jackson Banks is here, and uh, Patrick's new girlfriend is patiently waiting really? back there, too. Who are you talking about? Uh, who's that girl that came on our show the Oh, you're day? talking about Amara. I love yeah. Amara. Yeah, Amara is here, too. Yeah. All right, I'm going to So it looks like he's her. jacking our guests. That's I know. kind of Jackson Banks. Jackson so... Banks. We'll see you Tuesday. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Oh, I will. I'll definitely overeat. Nice. Who yes. doesn't do that? Don't blame tryptophan. This is my new thing. Uh, blame eating a mountain of turkey. Do that, fans. Okay.
If I was Troop Defan, I'd be mad. I'd be like, why is everybody blaming me? <laughs> you need a mountain of potatoes. <laughs> no one runs marathons after mountains of potatoes. If I was Troop Defan's PR man. <laughs> God. With that, we really appreciate all of you. And uh, we will be here next Tuesday with the great Christian Piper in studio. And then we have some fantastic journalists to come in. And I think I will be bringing some people to uh, explain to me uh, Twitter and Ferguson. Because what I saw last night was some of the saddest stuff I'd seen in oh, a Oh, it's long rough time. out there. Mm-hmm. So with that said, be safe. And uh, we'll see you Tuesday. Thank you.